in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 651 of the Ron and Don Show. And, Ron, when this show drops, it's the day before Thanksgiving. And, yeah, once again, we are live from the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Hey, as we're heading into Thanksgiving, everyone should remember about something pretty cool that Les Schwab is doing. First and foremost, the food drive is over. It stopped November 11th. We want to thank everyone that stopped by a Les Schwab tire location to drop off some food. And now, Ron, we're switching from food to toys. Here we go, right? Yeah, annual uh, toy drive with Les Schwab. They are a drop-off location for toys. And so similar to the food drive, you can go out and buy a, a new unwrapped toy uh, for boys and girls and, uh, and you can just take it to a Les Schwab Center and they will uh, get it, sort it, make sure it gets to the proper age group. Or if you're like hey man, I am super busy, I'm super slammed we got family coming in town I'm running around like a crazy person pop into a Les Schwab, you can give them cash or you can give them uh, money and so that they can then go buy a gift as well if you want to do it that way. Yeah, I like what Dave Ross said when we used to do a holiday toy drive at Cairo. He said, you know what? A toy is not a toy. A toy is a symbol to the child that they are not forgotten during the holiday season unless Schwab wants to make sure that no child is forgotten. So if you don't have the avenue of getting a toy to the child to a child, they do. So just drop it off. And and there's power and not just ordering something on Amazon and having it dropped off. And I guess you could do that. There's something about going out to a brick and mortar store, buying something, taking that by the store, putting that in the box or handing that to someone unless Schwab, doing that with your own child and 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 Gene and I agree to this every year. Hey, what, what if we buy less toys for you and then we take those things and we drop those off at Les Schwab? So we have already bought some really cool Lego sets that we're going to be dropping off at Les Schwab And this year. inevitably I stand in that toy aisle and go, God, these toys are so much cooler than they uh, were <laughs> when I was growing up. I'd love to have these toys. Yeah. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, uh, guess who might run for president? <sniffs> Can you smell what he's cooking? Yeah, a superstar. Also, a restaurant is done with one-star reviews and Yelps. You're not going to believe what they're going to do and they are doing right now is they said we're not going to try to defend it we're going to play offense before we get to that though let's get to this what is going on with boomers it seems like boomers run when it comes to real estate won't leave their homes but it also seems like young people that are in their 20s and 30s instead of going to the bank and borrowing all the money or calling mitch dot loans and saying hey we need to finance all this money it seems like they are going to mom and dad or mom and dad or grandparents who typically are boomers and saying, hey, could you give us some cash so we can, can make our down payment a little uh, bigger so our monthly payment isn't so much? And guess what? A lot of these boomers have the cash because they can pull money out of the homes that they own because they own most of the homes in the U.S. and they can help out their son and daughter in this case. So I think this is really interesting. I was on a drive a number of years ago with my Uncle George. My aunt was getting sick. My Auntie Al was getting sick. So I knew we were on this kind of this family extended vacation. We're in Colorado. 
We're in a minivan and we have a couple different minivans. Are you singing Rocky Mountain High? You know we are. Of course we are. So he's sitting up front. He's well into his 80s. Uh, and he would go on to live to be 96. He's in his 80s. I'm driving, and I have some of my aunts, cousins, and all that. They're they're in our van, and then we have another minivan, and we're just going on a tour in the train up in Uray, and we're we're doing all those things, Durango, Durango Mountain. So so we're driving around, and we have a lot of time to talk. And I, and I and I said, and and I just knew that this would be one of the last times that maybe we we would have this connection. And I always had a great connection with him. And I said, hey, is there any advice? that you would give yourself now that you've lived a little bit to kind of your, your younger self. And he goes, well, daddled. Cause he called me daddled. He goes, he goes, first and foremost, you never sell the boat. <laughs> and he would laugh like that. So he had this boat and the boat had the Eddie Bauer package. His minivan had the Eddie Bauer package. And my, my uncle was a crazy driver, and he would have the ability. You know I'm pretty good at backing a boat into the water. He would back his boat. He didn't have it moored at Lake, Lake Michigan. He didn't believe in it. He always wanted a boat either in his garage or on the side of his house. He could back that boat into the water like clockwork. And if someone was struggling to back their boat in, he, saw, he would cut them off, swing right in front of them and back his boat in the water. And he could do it all by himself. It was pretty amazing what he could pull off. He said backing that boat in, even when he wasn't, even if he didn't go boat that, was the joy of his life. And he said it keeps you, so he says, first and foremost, you don't sell your boat. Second thing he said, Donald, don't sell your riding lawnmower. He loved his riding lawnmower. He had this lawn boy that he would ride around, uh, and I would go over there sometimes. He had this huge yard. Everybody in the Midwest, they mow their own yard. They don't pay other people to come mow their yard. It's a thing when you live in the Midwest. In fact, we were just talking to the Hathaways, some of our clients. They were, they were in Milwaukee, and they said, you would not believe how well-groomed all the yards are there, and everybody grooms their own yard. And I'm like, yeah, because everybody has a tractor. And I said, you probably saw people out in the riding lawnmower, and they're like, yeah, it's a pretty unbelievable. So, and then you use that same riding lawnmower as your snow plow in the winter time so you can plow that your driveway the neighbor's drive he said you never sell that he said because now he was living in this senior center he's in the same room with his wife and he's like he's like i can't get away from her he said i used to go out of my riding lawn more i could have a cigarette i could have a beer he goes i would go out there sometimes when i just cut the grass yesterday and it's already cut just to get away from her and be able to ride his riding lawn <laughs> he says once you get older and you don't have the ability to do that uh he says the walls start to close in and, and then the, se- the other thing he said never move into a senior center he goes because every time you hear the sirens he goes donald the meat wagon's coming and another one's dead so so he said it, should, it was a reminder to him when he lived in these senior centers and he had to move into one with his wife because she was getting sick. Uh, and he was still very healthy, balancing his checkbook till the day he died. Very, very sharp, smart man. Uh, he, he, he said he kind of folded on the life that he had and he did that too young and he would have stayed in that house. He would have kept his boat. He would have kept the riding lawnmower. Uh, and he would have kept living his life. I think we see boomers doing that right now, right? I think we see boomers saying, wow, I've made some money and some equity in this house, and I'm going to sit here and maybe pull some funds out, and I'm going to enjoy this, I think, right? Yeah, and, and I would just give a I have uh, someone I know that just did this with their, their children that are in their 20s to, to buy a house. And the one piece of advice that I would give that to me is non-negotiable 
is you make a contract with your children or with your family member in the same way that it is if it was a real bank. No handshake deals, no back of the napkin deals. Uh, if you have to hire a lawyer, hire a lawyer. That is the best you know, $300 an hour that you're ever going to spend. Don't go to online and find some form. Write it down. Say, this is what we're doing. And and first of all, that's going to teach your children what that this is a real contract. And this is not some handshake deal. Second of all, you have terms that you can enforce. And so I think a lot of times people, when they talk about don't do business with your family and friends, it's because they don't have the courage to write it down. And so if, if you are going to do I think this is an incredible plan and an incredible tool right now that more people should invoke. And that is unlocking some equity in their house to help a child or help the, a relative. I think more people should do that. But just write it all down. Here's what we're doing. Here's how the money's going to work. Here's the interest rate. Here are the terms. Here's what happens if you don't perform. Here's what, you know, here's the remedies if something goes sideways. Uh, and, you know, we've even seen stuff before where someone's been sober for 25 years and then the next thing you know, they're struggling with sobriety and it completely changes the terms of the deal because nothing was written down. Yep. And so they'll say something to you someone just, you saw that happen. and then uh, as what everybody believes yes. and then all of a sudden a life event happens or a health event happens and now because it isn't written down and there isn't a document recorded on that title, uh, then, you know, everything goes to hell in a handbasket, so as my good. mom used to That's say. Good. So what you can do, and then that final step Great. Uh, is once you have that document, if it's a piece of real estate, you take it to the county and the attorney that you hired, you say, record this on the title. What does that mean? That means that if that they take it, the county then attaches that agreement to the title of the house. And so that the per, let's say you did this for your children. And you have a falling out with your children and they're like, oh, I'm just going to sell the house. If you didn't record this instrument, the agreement that you had onto the title, then it's going to be very hard for you to get that money back. You're going to have to take them to court. If it's recorded on the title, you can just call the title agent and say, hey, there's the, the recorded thing, the instrument on the title. We're going to get paid according to those, that agreement. Yeah. So if it's like we get our money back plus interest or an equity stake in the house, whatever it's going to be, uh, it's recorded on title. So as long as you do that, I highly recommend. I would do this with, I have half a dozen friends that I have done or would do a deal with because we write it all down. We've done a deal and we wrote it all down. I, yeah. I have partners that are my very good friends, but it's all written down. Like we, we, we all know the path ahead and then that way there's, there's no hard feelings. And for some reason you can't perform. So, uh, so important. Yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I think that this thing that, that boomers are doing is fantastic. If you want to explore something like that, and you find it uncomfortable to talk about it, call us. Yeah. We'll do a sit down with you. We'll help broker the deal. Uh, we're not lawyers, but we will have that conversation. Don and I like to like to have these conversations and normalize this sort of thing. We did a sit down the other day with some parents. Mom was a big listener of ours. They're, they're, they were doing this exact thing. They were helping the millennial son. He's going to finance some things. We introduced him to Mitch.loans, Loans, and then they're going to give – some money that he would receive after they pass away. He's going to get that money down in order to buy down uh, that loan. We'll see you on the other side of this.
Hey, it's Ron here for Les Schwab. They've been with us for well over a decade now. And I don't know if you can feel it, but there is a chill in the air. The rain is starting to come back and winter is on the way. Les Schwab is ready. Tires, service, helpful advice you need to safely navigate the rain, the snow, the slush, and the ice. Right now during the fall tire sale, you can save up to $250 when you buy a set of four select tires. Schedule your appointment. That's a free appointment at LesSchwab.com or stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, it's Ron and Don here. I hope it's sinking in that this is the new normal for real estate. Interest rates are not going back to 2.75%. They're just not. Uh, that was artificially suppressed uh, by the government, and now they've taken that suppression off. This is the new rate. What does that mean? Well, if you've been standing on the sideline waiting for interest rates to come back down before you make a move, this is your sign that that strategy is not going to work. Don, as soon as real estate interest rate prices come down even a percentage, uh, a flood of people from the sidelines is going to jump back in and it's going to be another frenzy here in the Pacific Northwest. I hope you reach out to us. Start a strategy right now at ronandonsitdown.com. Yeah, and if you're thinking about buying, think about buying and adding doors to the property that you're going to buy. If you're thinking about getting into multifamily, I love multifamily because multifamily means multi-checks. And it used to be in the city of Seattle, if you bought a single family home, you couldn't add more doors to it. You can make really almost any property in the city of Seattle, a multifamily property, even if it's in a neighborhood where it's a single family home. You could add two ADUs to your property. I just helped a couple do that up here on Queen Anne. Uh, you could take an old craftsman, turn it into a triplex. I own a number of those. So instead of having a rent check come in every month that's $3,500 or $4,000, I have three rent checks coming in every month for $3,500 or $4,000 for that particular property, right? Unbelievable. So the city is really encouraging us to live higher and denser. And you know what? If you own a piece of property in the city of Seattle and you want to add doors and add checks, just reach out to us, reach out to me, reach out to Ron at ronanddonsitdown.com. More of the guys coming up in just a minute. All right, you guys, welcome back uh, to the Ron and Don Show. Can you smell what the rock is cooking? Yeah, people are saying that the, or he's saying that the Democrats and Republicans have all reached out to him. They would like him to run uh, for the presidency of the United States. Both parties have reached out. Uh, they did a national poll and they tested it. And they said if the rock ran that he would run. We saw similar things happen with Oprah. If he would win is what you mean. What's that? If he, if he ran, he had 46% people said that was favorable. What'd I say? You said if he ran, he would run. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> if he ran, he'd probably win. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I th can we all agree to this that I think two old white men that either are approaching 80 on the other side, and I don't want to be ageist here, but man, you, you've, you've, you have done your thing and, and we appreciate you both and you serve your country and thanks a lot. Now get the hell out. Uh, it is time for us to elect someone new and different. And the fact that we have these old white guys at the, at, at the top of both parties, I'm tired of it. I really am. I'm tired of it. And I would love to see someone like Nikki Haley on the Republican side and maybe someone like Gavin Newsom on, on, 
on the Democrat side to, to have an opportunity to run for the presidency of the United States and to get up on that stage. And it, and it seems like we're not going to have that opportunity. And, and I have to say, the Democrats better figure it out, because if Joe Biden really is running, you are going to lose. And I, and I think on the other hand, if they continue, and I don't want to get into a, a Trump talk here, but, but people that love Trump love him. And my cousin Jimmy loves him, and there's nothing that you can do that is going to change their mind. There's no lawsuit. Uh, there's no gotcha. There's nothing that is going to change their mind. And I have to say right now, this election will be decided by the cousin Jimmy's. It's going to come down to those five states in the Midwest. Is it the economy, stupid? Yeah, but it's also the interest rates. And, and, and my cousin Jimmy is going to decide this next election again. It's not going to be the popular vote, and it's not going to be the people that he sees as elitist. He's a Midwest guy on the left coast or the right coast. And, and, and Ron, I, when I heard this the other day, I just, I'm like, why not? <laughs> well, I, can we agree, though, that like being famous in, in entertainment is not necessarily the skill set you need to govern uh, one of the most influential country in the world. I, I think th- this is disheartening to me. Not that I'm anti-Rock. I think The Rock is a bright guy. Uh, he's he's accomplished a lot in his life, going from football to WWE to movies. Like he, He's clearly uh, got a lot of skills. But we're talking about... Um, you know, say what you will about like a Bill Clinton or a Barack Obama, but at least they are Jimmy Carter. Pick they, a Republican too. You just pick three Democrats. Can you pick um, a Republican or two in there as well? I would well? say George H.W. Bush. Would you say Ronald Reagan? I don't know enough about Ronald Reagan, but the guys that I did mention, uh, even Richard Nixon, you would surround yourself with the brightest people in all. Of you. There are so many things that you have to do. Uh, as the president, and you have to make decisions on. And this is what, uh, bar whatever you want to say about Trump, the, the thing that bothered me a m- high, right up there at the top of the list was the fact that he didn't pay attention to his briefings. He didn't do his homework. He didn't uh, come in prepared to do the actual day-to-day job. Of I know. Being I don't want to pick on. I, mean, and, I, I don't want to so sit here and talk I, about either I guy. I just, I just, I'm saying that. I, the, the, I don't want to do that podcast. The enter- I just want to get rid the of The entertainment... That being an entertainer and being famous does not make you a good leader of a country. And, and so I, in my mind, I, I, I want us as a country to get back to going, we have to govern in a way that works for everybody. And, and so we need to, the way we do that is to create laws and to have budgets and a lot of really boring stuff. It's C-SPAN stuff that nobody watches anymore. Yeah. And, 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 and so in a lot of ways, you need kind of a boring, wonky type of person. Well, and, and everybody wants to blame the media all the time. And, and the media should be blamed at this. Bernie Sanders said yesterday, he was asked to go on with Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper brings him on. And the head of one of the biggest unions, the Teamster Union, is sitting before Congress. And I don't know if you saw this clip I did or not. see this clip. And in the clip, the congressman and the gentleman that's running the Teamsters, and, and Bernie is, 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 is running this meeting, they stand up like children and they start to go at it. And now you want to go? Yeah, I want to go. You want to go right here? And the congressman stands up and he moves his ring like he's going to go down and kicks this guy's ass. And this guy stands up and Bernie's over there at 80 whatever 
beating the gavel, just reminding this guy, hey, you're the head of one of the biggest unions in the country. And hey, you're a United States congressman. And then later on, when Anderson had him on, Bernie's like, hey, we we talked to the head of the Teamsters for three hours. Do you know what he said? He's the head of the biggest union, one of the biggest unions in the country. This is a very big deal to America right now as the rank and file are fighting back against corporate America. Do you know what he said? And Anderson Cooper's over. He didn't know what he said because everyone has just been playing this salacious, you want to fight, let's fight. And th- th- this is what's on TikTok. This is on Facebook, Twitter. This is what's on NBC News. Everybody started with this. Instead of doing what you want to do, Ron, you want to talk about policy. Nikki Haley wants to talk about policy and no one wants to listen to her, right? Chris Christie wants to talk about policy. No one wants to listen. There, so there are politicians that want to talk about policy out there and do the boring stuff because that's what Jimmy Carter and that's what jo- George H.W. Bush could do. They were policy wonks and policy guys. But 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 the issues are now we 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 want to smell what what someone's cooking. We don't want to know the way that it's cooked. Yeah, I mean you said it great, and, and I, I that's why I I think The Rock could be a political activist. I don't want him to be the president. I don't think he wants to be either. So <laughs> anyway, hey, let's talk more in sixty seconds. Hey, it's Ronnie on here with Mitch Weeks. You know him as Mitch.loans. And Mitch, a lot of people find themselves in this scenario. Maybe they're downsizing and they're like, where am I going to live when I sell this house? Because I don't have my other house yet. And it freaks them out and sometimes they, they tap the brakes. Is there anything we can do in a loan way to help someone in that scenario? Absolutely. We have a great new program. It's called Buy Before You Sell, and it's structured to help exactly those type of people. What you can do is you tap into the equity in your home in advance. So let's say you've already paid, you've been living in a house for a while, you've already paid it down, and about half of its equity, you can get up to 80% of the value of your house in that equity. You get that in, and that's the down payment on your next home. Hmm. Not only that, but in this program, you're not hit for your debt on your old house or that loan because it's a 0% interest loan. And because of that, you can buy your next house before you have to sell your current house. It means you don't have to move twice and it just adds a lot less stress. Yeah, absolutely adds a lot less stress. So if that's the scenario for you or you've been having a stumbling block, if I don't know where I'm going to live first before I sell this house, give Mitch a call or you can contact us. It's Mitch.loans or run it on sitdown.com. Again, Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. I, th- I think reviews are interesting. Um, and there's a restaurant. Did you read this story about a restaurant that said, yeah, we're tired of the one-star reviews, and instead of being attacked now, <laughs> we're going on the attack, and we're going to let people know what a horrible customer they were and that they're never allowed in our restaurant again. Did you read this story? I did, and it wasn't carte blanche like that. If someone was a, a regular customer and they had a legitimate complaint, they interact with them on these review services. But if someone is just coming in there uh, on a one-off and flinging something out, they come in and counterattack online. So I, I think the logic is... If you, there are people that feel like, God, how can I say this and not be a total a hole? 
not everybody's opinion matters. Like for for the social mediaization of America has made people believe that their opinion matters about stuff that they have no expertise in. And and so what we've done is democratized the opinion, whether or not you know anything about being a restaurateur or anything about being a professional cook. Now you have an opinion and you feel like your opinion is as valid as anybody else's opinion. No, I disagree with you. If you run a small business, your the opinion totally matters. Uh, the the difficulty is, and I'll tell you this, I, I, ha- I have a house that's kind of an executive house where older people stay. The people that stay there are happy to take their garbage out. The people that stay there are, are happy if they run out of a gas for the barbecuer. There's another gas uh, bottle in the garage. They're happy to change that out. Uh, if there's something missing, they let you know, and they'll go pick it up at the store. Hey, we're missing some paper towels. We grab some. The younger generation, though, that stays in these same places, will you come hook up the gas? Well, though you left us one roll of paper towels and there's 12 people here and, and we need three rolls of paper towel. Uh, we need more toilet paper. Well, we just kind of leave starter rolls, but, but so, so you kind of have to explain that. And then those things that are minutia end up in re- your review and, uh, and, and on short-term rentals, it kills you on the algorithm. So that person that's complaining about toilet paper and all those small things and not hooking up their gas or you're mix, mix, mixing a steak, a steak knife, their review does matter and it destroys your I, business. I'm not saying – we're, we're saying the same thing. I'm saying their review matters in the way that we have made this go online. I'm saying their opinion doesn't matter. Uh, and so my opinion doesn't matter. Your opinion doesn't matter. Only it only matters in the thing that you have expertise in. So if, but what we've done is tried to create this online automated system and people are gaming the system. So the fact that someone can complain about one paper towel roll instead of three, that's the problem. The problem's not that you had one roll of paper towels. The problem is that someone feels like their opinion about the paper towels carries some weight. And so this restaurant is saying, not everybody's opinions matter. If you've come here one time and you didn't like the way we cooked our pasta, I don't freaking care. What I care about is the the family that comes here week in and week out, month in and month out, that I know their name, I know their kid's name. Their opinion matters yeah, because that person comes here all the time. Your opinion doesn't matter. So I think we're saying the same thing. And and I like these restaurants that are pushing back against um, the Yelps of the world and the Google reviews of the world. And and they're doing that because that stuff drives money for those algorithms. They're able to push ads out. They're able to do data mining. They're able to sell this user behavior uh, to, to groups. And so they don't really care about the restaurant. They care about the data of the people. And if you have enough time, and I'll just end this on my little rant, people that have enough time to write these long reviews about stuff, in a way it kind of bothers me. Because like, really, that's the, that's what you're spending your time on. Like the, the expectation thing is so out of whack. Like I I've been to all the properties that you've had. I know that you're a good uh, rental host, like complaining about that stuff is just stupid. Well, I have to say older people, like the, most of the boomers that, that stay in this particular house and they pay more money than anybody else. Like to stay in this house, it's expensive to stay in this house. It's an expensive house uh, to build and, and to maintain. They've never given anything less than a five year. Nobody that has stayed there. Uh, 
there's one guy that is being vindictive. He had a party, he got busted, and we had his review, uh, his his review removed, which is actually very hard to do. I have two young people though. Like I have a guy staying in my backyard cottage that just canceled as we were sitting here, and I normally don't give bad reviews. So this guy who canceled doesn't know that I have a firm cancellation policy and I'm taking all his money, all of it. He booked this for five months. It's the first month and he just canceled. And the reason he canceled is because he found a better place. There's nothing materially wrong. That guy still gets to write a review about me and I get to write a review about him. Uh, the difference now in the short-term rental market is I get to respond to his review and before I didn't because they pit you up against each other. You have to release a view, review, they release one, and then you see what you wrote. And in this particular case, I've given less than, I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reviews as a super host, and I've had thousands of stays. I, I've, I've given maybe five bad reviews. So this guy, I'm going to take down. I have to take down because I have to warn, warn other hosts that he's going to do something like this. But that guy's going to give me a one-star review that's going to stick and it's going to affect my backyard cottage. I had another guy last night who called me during Christmas and he said, what's going to happen if I cancel my, uh, what's going to happen if I, if I cancel my trip? I said, well, you're going to lose your money. I said, I have a firm cancellation policy. You knew that when you signed up. And so when I used to allow people to not have a firm cancellation policy, uh, they would always cancel at the last minute. And then I'd have to rebook at a reduced rate. So it hurt my business. So it's, it's, it's a firm cancellation policy. And it says it when you're signing up, it's a firm cancellation. Well, I don't think that's fair. And th- this is a young millennial. Well, well, why is it not fair? Because one person in our party can't come. And so now myself and the other three have to have to pull all our money together and we have to carry the reservation. And I don't think it's fair that you won't let us out. It's like, but it is fair because you signed the contract. That's a firm cancellation policy. So you're not going to let me out. No, I'm not going to let you out. Did someone die? No. Is, is your mom? Okay. Yeah. It's just someone can't come. Yeah. I'm going to take all your money. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. And don't forget the toy drive is going on right now. Stop by any Les Schwab tire location, 84 locations to serve you. Every child deserves a toy during the holidays. And if you don't have the mechanism to get into a child, they do. It's one of the biggest things they do. And yeah, they have a tire sale and all that. They're like, yeah, you can talk about the tire sale, but really let's talk about toys and getting toys to kids. So happy Thanksgiving to everyone as you're celebrating this week and you're head out to shop. Why not buy a couple toys? Stop by Les Schwab tire center drop those off and say ron and don ron and don sent you and please drop those off gunner and i have already done our shopping we have a bunch of legos we'll be dropping those off at a les schwab tire center right here in bellevue also if you need us just reach out you know we sell the sound so we've been selling everything from everett down to olympia uh, over to bremerton and sometimes even east of the mountains you guys so we specialize here in seattle places like magnolia and ballard and of course south seattle and we just sold a place over in newcastle near Lake Sammamish. So because of the social media reach that we have, yeah, we can reach way outside the MLS and we can help you. So if you're thinking about selling in 2024, we must meet in 2023. Ron and I are available through the holidays. All you have to do is go to ronandonsitdown.com. If you want our buyer playbook or our seller playbook, Ron, what should they do? Yeah, you can reach out to me, Ron, at ronandon.com or go to ronandonsitdown.com. We'd love to connect with you. Let's get a plan together for 2024 and not wait till January 1st to go, Oh, 
Maybe I should think about what I want to do this year. Yeah, and if you're a boomer out there ready to give some money to your kids and you're thinking about jumping in the buyer's market, do it during the holidays. Some of the best deals I've ever made for my clients, in fact, I made one two years ago on Thanksgiving Day. How about that? We sell the sound. We're here to help. That was actually down in Tacoma. Thanks for listening to this broadcast. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. Don't forget, gratitude does change your attitude this time of year. It really does, you guys. It does. That should be the driver for all of us. It is more blessed to give than it is to receive. And that's why stopping by Les Schwab Tire Center and dropping off those toys, that's a big, big deal. Thanks for making us your friends, your broadcasters, and your real estate agents. When you need us again, ronandonsitdown.com. We're happy to sit down during the holidays. Hope you have a great week of Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the show. And we are grateful for you. Until next time, head up, shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back. And keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.